1: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast I created to help all of us on this journey we call life. There's a lot that life throws our way, whether good or bad, and there are so many things we just don't understand. So I sit down with people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different talents, different knowledge, and great advice to help all of us understand life just a little better and apply these tools to our lives to help make us better and happier people and on this episode i was joined by rachel leonard and esther haste all the way from newcastle england they are owners co-founders best friends but better yet clinical hypnotherapists which is why i had them on this episode This was a super, super interesting episode because hypnotherapy was something that I had heard of, but didn't really know much about what the difference was between just regular therapy and hypnotherapy. And as you listen to this, you'll see that I quickly become a believer. After talking to these two, they really go into detail of what hypnotherapy is and how it works. Overall, I have a pretty open mind, but I've never really been sure about the topic of hypnosis. But Rachel and Esther did a really good job explaining what hypnosis is and what hypnosis is not. They talk about fighting the stigma of what you see in the movies and TV shows and entertainment. Such as the stagecoaches and people just using it for fun where they actually use hypnotherapy to change people's lives. I was amazed at the variety of ways you can change people's lives. At the end of this episode, like I'm not sure how anybody can think of not wanting to try hypnotherapy. I know a lot of us have phobias or bad habits that they claim to be able to go in there and fix and rewire your brain. Now I personally have a fear of heights and after talking to them on this episode, I'm actually going to work with them to see if I can get rid of it. So I'm going to do a follow-up to this episode to see if I'm walking across crazy bridges or if i can finally get a little bit closer to the edge on some of my crazy hikes and speaking of a fear of heights rachel actually had a fear of heights and she explains how she found the root cause of that as a child under hypnosis and was able to cure that while esther goes into detail how she goes back in time to christmas day when she was four years old to a time that she was super happy. She can even remember the scent of her mother on that day. It's, it's honestly insane what hypnotherapy can do and I'm really excited to give it a shot myself. She even talks about how it ended up saving her marriage. This is honestly a great episode for anybody dealing with any mental health issues, any phobias, fears like public speaking, wanting to lose weight or smoking cigarettes, just wanting to break habits. But at the same time, it's so much more than that. I really can't wait for you all to listen to this episode. Rachel and Esther did a great job explaining the benefits of hypnotherapy and they are wide and vast. So without further ado, here is Rachel and Esther. So we have Rachel and Esther here today, all the way from England. And today we're gonna to learn a lot about hypnotherapy. I'm super excited about this one. Uh, first and foremost, how are both of you doing today?
0: Good. Really good, thank you. The sun is shining in Newcastle.
1: Is that, uh, is that uncommon over there? Yes. <laughs> it is? <laughs> Very <laughs> uncommon. So you guys are, are you Celsius over there? Yes. Yeah. What's the temperature like over there right now?
0: 17 is today? It? 17.
1: 17. What's that like? I don't know if that's like 60 degrees or something like that in Fahrenheit. I don't know.
0: Not too hot, but it is for us. It's, yeah. nice. it's nice. You know, the sun's out. We can get your like sandals on and stuff. Feel a little bit happier.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I'm actually excited to get over that point of the world at some point. I was mm-hmm. looking to do a little more European travel and, you know, COVID hit and, you know, kind of shut everything down. How are you guys doing over there with COVID?
0: We're just coming out of lockdown at the moment. We're just easing out. Um we've all we've been in lockdown this area of the UK since what November? Yeah, long time.
1: Wow. So what's lockdown for you?
2: Working from home and um, schools were shut. Okay. Um, yeah. Shops are all shut unless they've got food or essential items in them.
1: Okay. Yeah, because no restaurants or anything's open. Nothing. Wow. Okay. So that really is lockdown because we hear the term lockdown over here is kind of a mess, honestly, as you probably know, like every state is different. Some states are no masks anymore. Some are masks. It's just, it's crazy how divided things are. Yeah. Can't, can't get rid of this damn thing. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I only have you for so long today because you guys are taking time out of your work day to help me. And this is awesome. So Let's honestly get started, introduce yourselves, and let's hear the backstory of how in the world both of you became hypnotherapists.
0: <laughs> you. Yeah, you and um, So we have actually been friends for how many years? many years (laughs) well we went to school together so we've been friends since we were around 11 years old um so it's maybe 20 years now is that right so we um have both had a passion for mental health and helping people um but it was never the right time rachel's a teacher um in marketing uh, hr and business management and i think it it was just always something that we liked thought about but nothing really progressed and then Rachel seen an advert in lockdown in the summer in the UK mm. um, and it was up for hypnotherapy we went along to the open weekend and absolutely fell in love with the therapy and started a train to become clinical hypnotherapists we've also added EFT practitioners and we also do NLP, which is Neural Linguistic Programming. I think you've probably heard of it over there. It's pretty popular, um, and that's basically along the lines of hypnotherapy as well,
1: isn't it? Rich? So,
0: we've, yeah. And then the business just kind of grew and grew and grew, and now we're super busy.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, so can you tell me first and foremost what the difference is with hypnotherapy and just what people would kind of consider regular therapy?
2: Sorry, what kind of therapy?
1: Just like, what's like what's hypnotherapy compared to like regular therapy?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, hey, it's technology these days. We're connecting across the world, which is pretty great. Yeah,
2: I know, I love it. It's great. So hypnotherapy is, um, it's a more of a trance-like state where we get you into a really relaxed, it's completely natural, um, and it's more in between awake and sleep states. So just a really nice relaxed relaxed state. Um, and because in that kind of um brain wave, you can connect with your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that stores your memories and your behaviors and your, you know, your the things that you um you do automatically. So all of that is in your subconscious, um, your, your subconscious mind. So we access that by getting you into a, a in a relaxed, trance-like state. And so dealing with your subconscious mind directly, you can change behaviors pretty much straight away. The other way, the other therapies will use um, you know, long periods of time in order to change behaviors, you know, repetition, lots of repeating of different patterns and things like that in order to change behaviors but hypnotherapy because we're going right in there to access the subconscious it's like yeah we'll change it instantly
1: wow okay so who doesn't want instant reward i mean that's awesome um how do you get people into that relaxed state
2: really easy isn't it yeah it's
1: easy Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it tell, is, me more. tell me more tell me more
0: so we use we use music relaxing music that helps encourage you to relax depending on the brain waves and the waves of the music so and then we also use our um voices so we have hypnotic voices so we change our voices to be slower calmer more relaxing Um, and then we guide your mind and body by telling each part of your body to relax so whether it be I don't know concentrating on your feet first and relaxing your feet and we're just going to concentrate on the sensations you feel and we're going to go further up the body and think about your calf muscles then your knees your thighs and so on and eventually you get to the point of your whole body is relaxed and we use different techniques to relax your mind alongside it. Um, and of course like the environment helps, but we do well, we do work face-to-face and on Zoom. And um, We have quite a lot of clients. We've got international clients as well. Actually we just had somebody who would sign up from, where was it? Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands. Nice. So that was good. Nice. So So um, yeah, so you can do, you can do it both. Like we could sit here and talk you through relaxation and you could go into hypnosis. It's just a relaxed, heightened state. That's all. You yeah, actually, you know, when people say, oh, I'm, I would be scared to fall asleep, mm-hmm. or I don't wanna fall asleep, or I don't wanna blade out me secrets. That's not what happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Cause I wanna reveal all the myths behind like what we think hypnosis is or isn't. Um, how long does it take to usually like get in that relaxed state?
2: Depends. You can do rapid techniques, um, but it's just nicer and more of a therapy when you take your time. And usually we've got about a 90 minute session Okay. and it'll depend on the person as well. And um, if they're in a more anxious state, it'll take longer to calm down, which is, you know, completely understandable Mm -hmm. it's all based on so esther's we say more hypnotic than me she'll go in the trans state really easily and really quickly i've got a bit of resistance there and i i kind of take a little bit more time to to give in and just let go and relax so it's it's so varied but you know about we've got a 90 minute session and that's to include doing the actual hypnotherapy as well so good like 15 minutes yeah yeah
1: okay so what's the resistance about i feel like i have a mentality that might be resistant like do you can you explain who resists and who's easy
2: um it, it's your personality it's your conscious mind if you're more skeptical if you're more protective over yourself if you're a bit more closed off with your feelings and um, that kind of person so i i kind of you know, never really show me soft side. And, and so that's my resistance. I don't like to give over control to other people as well. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you know, hypnotherapy, I'm learning every time that I'm not giving over control to anybody. I'm accessing my own control. And so I'm doing it all the work myself, um, which means it's getting easier and faster every time I do it as well.
1: Do you realize when you're kind of starting to be hypnotized, do you kind of, do you like process that or is it just, does it just happen subconsciously? Mm -hmm
0: definitely and I think that varies as well obviously everyone's mind's different that's why it's so complex isn't it so you've got like for me when I go into hypnosis I just feel a weight of heaviness over my body I feel like I literally cannot move my arms just like stuck to the bed or the chair that I'm on and not in a bad way in like such a relaxing way like kind of when you have a massage and you know when you say right that's it you're over and you're kind of stuck there like I don't really want to move that was amazing that's how you feel in hypnosis Well, that's how I feel. But then there's clients like I just recently had a client that was said, Oh, I really didn't think that was working. I was thinking this is not for me, this is not for me, about 10 minutes in. And then he said, All of a sudden, I can't remember anything. (laughs) Uh, and then all I can remember is you telling us to do a few things, like walk through a path and find the right path and a couple of other techniques that I used. And and he was really skeptical of it to the point where he didn't even realize he was there. And then when he came out of the hypnosis, he was like, wow, I was actually really deep there. I can't really
1: remember some parts
0: of it, what actually happened.
1: Can you tell me why do you think people are so skeptical of hypnotherapy or hypnosis?
0: Um, It probably
2: gets a bad reputation from even TV programs and the stage hypnosis, that kind of entertainment side of it. Um, it's, you know, making a fool of yourself on the stage but we always say those people have volunteered themselves to be hypnotized and they're up for a laugh they're probably having a drink and you know in a social setting and so that is that type of hypnosis is kind of let's just you know have a bit fun and when you come to us you you come in for a specific reason and it's not usually to have fun and although
1: if you want yeah Yeah, why not sounds better than regular therapy (laughs) session (laughs) Um,
2: and so it's it's the reputation side of things and the control as well I mean I was watching my son was watching a cartoon and it was you know the scary monster was going to hypnotize the whole town and they were all under the control of the scary monster and it was kind of I was watching it being really offended going that's not what it is it's it's completely the opposite the people who are in hypnosis are in a more heightened state a much more aware state and um yeah it could just be perceptions and just people's knowledge of what it's actually used for Um, and this whole i can't be hypnotized or you'll never get me to be hypnotized that kind of statement i feel like they're referring to you're not gonna you know get me on stage um, and control me control me that kind of thing and it's like yeah we're not (laughs) we agree
1: so is that stage stuff is that real or is it fake or is it half and half like how does that work
2: yeah it's real it's completely suggestion based and they are willing to um be controlled in that way so it's all about making suggestions to your subconscious mind of when you hear this song you will squawk like a chicken and your mind goes okay yeah i'm open to the suggestion i'm open to having some fun right now i'm gonna do that um and your conscious mind is you know completely accepting of it yeah i would say yeah it's real
1: yeah so Obviously the image that we all have in our head when we think of hypnosis is the guy standing there with a the watch swinging back and forth. Is that BS or can actually accomplish hypnosis?
2: Yeah, it is. It, it that that's the history of hypnosis. It's your concentrated attention. Okay. And so if you concentrate on something, it's a it's a method of getting you into the relaxed trance
0: like state so we don't focusing, use it. Isn't it it's just focusing hypnosis is solely that's why people say oh i'm much calmer after hypnotherapy i have much deeper sleeps after hypnotherapy i don't have anxiety after hypnotherapy all these reasons is because when you're in hypnosis you're focused on one thought one focus one whatever you want to achieve so you can't there's not any other distractions in which which we we'll all need in life right now
2: yeah you need an hour of complete Focused attention on yourself, Mm -hmm. um so yeah, the the one the the clock thing and everything it is it's just a method of getting you to focus and relax.
1: Okay, and that's obviously harder and harder to do these days when everyone's got a phone in their pocket and they're connected to everybody at all times. So yeah, getting someone to focus and relax, and now we got COVID, we got the pandemic. It's probably hard for people to relax. So. What a hell of a time to start a hypnotherapy clinic! <laughs> Good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> so, if we can, real quick, you brought up the history of hypnosis. Can you explain how your knowledge of the history, like how this came about, and like kind of when did hypnotherapy really kind of start to take off? I'm gonna get the charger.
0: It's
2: been since the 1800s. Well, actually, its its roots are in all kinds of different therapies, like you know meditation and shamanism all of them honestly whenever you start reading it the roots and the crossover in all the different types of holistic therapies it's just abundant Chinese medicine and the Greeks the um, they would use a form of hypnosis and again it's just the concentrated attention the um, trance-like state, the dream-like state. I think the hypno or hypnos is um, a Greek god for sleep. So, you know, the term comes all the way back from Greek mythology. And um, there's pioneers of um, hypnotherapy and kind of our studies go back to about the 1800s. And we look at a couple of the, the... what we call the pioneers of hypnotherapy, the guys that started to work with it in the 18th century. Um, and there's loads of interesting reading around, you know, different different guys. But you've probably heard of Freud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he obviously, he was a psychoanalyst, but he used hypnotherapy techniques. And he, he even his like teachings, his therapy are, you know, the same as what we use in hypnotherapy, but without the trance-like state. So it's it's everywhere, and the history of it is is the roots are across all types of therapies, and it, it's just um, yeah, really great.
1: Okay, and do you guys like? I'm assuming you know this. Like, what's like the science behind it? I know you said to get to the subconscious in a relaxed state. Like, is is that like how did did your brain open up or something? Like when you're in a relaxed state, do you can you explain a little more of the science behind that?
0: Well, Rachel's the science teacher.
1: So <laughs> oh yeah, perfect.
0: Um, yeah, it's it's
2: about your brain, your brain waves, and getting into that sort of trance-like state to, like I said, access your subconscious thought, and let your conscious mind take a rest, exactly as when you go to sleep, your conscious mind is taking a rest, and your conscious mind's the one that's you know the resistance and the kind of control of the now whereas your subconscious mind controls all of your past learned behaviors all of your memories and it's formed in your childhood and so you basically learn everything in your childhood and as you've learned things as a child That's what causes the problems later on in your adult life. So by going back and accessing your subconscious memories and your subconscious mind, you can change unwanted learned behaviors just by, there's loads of different techniques, but even just by speaking to them and saying, hey, there's a better way of reacting to situations, didn't you know? And your subconscious mind goes, great, thanks, I'm going to do that instead.
0: Like we say all the time, your subconscious mind believe whatever you tell it Mm. so if you're going around every morning waking up and saying I hate myself Mm. I don't like myself I can't look at myself in the mirror I'm not good enough to do that your subconscious believes that so it's going to attract all of that energy so once you unlock that and reframe and release the fear around whatever it is you fear then you can completely change your life and your mindset
1: I saw you guys had an Instagram post the other day about that. And that was a great post and, and the show notes, I'll put your Instagram. That's how I found you guys. You guys have a great Instagram. You guys are good. Oh, thank you. Good, good, good music too. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, So I kind of want to know how in the world did you learn this? Like what were like, what, like some of the classes like to learn hypnotherapy?
2: <laughs> the great we've got, we're in the Northern college of clinical hypnotherapy um, and, and, just practicing like anything you just got to get stuck in and that's what Esther and I did we basically started after the first weekend practicing on friends and family and reading lots of books about different techniques but you've got to be a good storyteller um, and you've got to connect with your clients as well and and understand their needs so like we said we've always had a passion for helping people and, and I think that's our main you know you know our main attribute to being really good hypnotherapists we can connect with our clients we can guide them in the correct way connect with them tell a good story use amazing i think using
0: like powerful suggestion techniques is such a um it, it wasn't easy to use straight away was it like to chain when somebody comes in and has all these negative feelings towards themselves being able to Flip that on into a positive and sell them the benefits to their subconscious mind was probably one of the hardest because you know you're not that's not what you're trained to do in life. Mm. Like you,
2: you, your marketing skills come through with that. I mean, yeah. being able to sell something <laughs> yeah like a better lifestyle. Mm.
1: Now, do you recall i'm sure you do the first time you put someone in hypnosis was that like a yes i did it <laughs> how'd that work
0: it was probably it was each by other. other yeah
1: you did yeah. it to each other that's awesome
2: yeah and <laughs> yeah, you're practicing it it's you know even afterwards you're still a bit like oh i don't know what went on in their mind did it work did it come across okay did everything go yeah. okay but for For us, the benefits came through with the feedback. You know, we're getting all of the texts, all of the emails from the clients and they're just
0: so happy and so changed. Like going from, you know, watching your client coming in to from being so anxious that they can't even look at you. They've got sweats. They they can't even get the words out. Their discomfort levels are eight, nine, 10 out of 10. And then after... Two sessions, three, four, maybe maximum. And um, they come back and they're like, two out of ten. The bull in the clinic and they're like, this happened. I'm so excited. I'm. Wow. This has happened. I've changed my life. Or I've quit my job and I'm doing something else. Or I've left that asshole boyfriend and I'm with somebody <laughs> else. And and like just loads of lush things. And it's like, yes. Every time somebody comes in, we're like jumping about. On. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah you're really helping people overcome a lot of issues you know i mean that can't be any more rewarding than that that's amazing and it's
2: so quick as well i mean we see a maximum of four sessions but i mean it's it's after the first session and you'll get a text you know in a few days afterwards and they're like thank you so much i can't believe that i'm you know driving the car and i You know, for years couldn't get in the car and be Mm. behind the driver's wheel and now I'm driving on motorways and I can finally go and see my grandma after months and yeah. Wow. It's it's great.
1: So when someone comes into your office, let's just say for the first time, what are like the stats or the odds that you're able to kind of put this person under hypnosis or is it like kind of like a work in progress?
0: It's 95%, isn't it? We haven't failed yet. Wow. But But they say the statistics around it are around 95% of people can be hypnotised. 5% that can't, don't want to be. Mm. And the fact that
2: they've made the appointment and they're coming in is a sign that they are ready. So we never push, you know, if we're getting somebody inquiring and they're a bit hitty missy, we never push and say, come in and do it. Because if they're not ready, then it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to relax them. So... Once they're in the door and they're in that chair, we know it's going to work. They've
0: came we Wouldn't even consider it not working. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's a, that's a great point is they, they've already gotten into the mindset, I guess, already to come see you. That's a really good point. Um, do you guys find that you're fighting some kind of like a stigma um, with hypnotherapy? And do you feel like it's any different in England than across the world? Or is it the same?
0: It's the same. I think it well I've just off Instagram um and connecting with people from America um, they seem to have a lot more hypnotherapists or more people on Instagram hmm. who are trained hypnotherapists. So that's quite nice to see. I know Australia take it very thinking, yeah. seriously. Okay. Um and they I think they may have it even on their healthcare or part wow. of it. Um but yeah, there's definitely more stigma that we're fighting and there's a lot of you know we've got like a lot of hypnotherapist friends that we communicate with regularly who we all are fighting against the stigma and hopefully able to have this service on the mental health service for like the nhs which is our um private healthcare healthcare, sorry so if we can get that i mean if if anything it's just going to help the burden on the mental health service at the moment especially because of the
1: lockdown so you guys are fighting the stigma of mental health, let alone the stigma of hypnotherapy. So it's like a double whammy, I guess, to you guys. Yeah. But well, hopefully this podcast helps a little bit enlighten people on what it is and what it isn't. That's one yeah. of the main reasons I wanted this podcast. I've done a few episodes on mental health and it's been completely eye opening. So to have hypnotherapists oh. on here is super awesome. I'm sure my, my audience Yay. will love it and hopefully yours will too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, here's a random question. A few weeks ago I did a podcast with someone cuz you mentioned uh shamans and she was talking about psychedelics and going back into like her, her inner self um with ayahuasca. Does yes. this does this kind of compare in a weird way to that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think you know, is it is it from oh, that's Peru, isn't it? where it came from and i think the natives use it just you know habitually and they don't think anything of it and they are so connected to their inner selves and spirituality and it's the normal and i think western world has become so closed off to that kind of way of life Mm -hmm. that um They find it really funny that we go there for a high or a a reconnection and we use it in the way we do because they use it, you know, just habitually as if it's a normal everyday thing. But it's definitely that ayahuasca. It's to give you an experience to connect with your inner spirituality, which can be achieved in hypnosis in a completely natural way. Um, We've done it on ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. We love going and having a, a word with our inner we call it our God inner things. goddess yeah but it's it's a case of very similar practices definitely and, and it's spirituality and it's being in touch with yourself and yeah there's that, a lot of do you have
1: thoughts or a desire for psychedelics at all or is kind of hypnotherapy like more your alley you're going to stick with that
2: Yeah, it's not hypnotherapy is natural, and obviously there's no you're not taking anything in. You're literally just using your ears to listen and your senses, and it's all much. It's natural, so it's safer in that way.
1: Minus the purging, (laughs) the throwing up all night. Yeah, I can deal without that. That's for sure. So one question I have for you specifically for me is: I have a fear of heights. So if I were to walk into your office today. Like, can you kind of walk me through somewhat of the process of like how in the world you'd get rid of that?
2: Rachel did. (laughs) You did myself. It was so good. Um. (laughs) So what happened to me was I um you know that the first thing you do is you connect with the feelings that you get just before you were mine's walking over bridges specifically like I just don't like being up high and going over bridges so I was asked to connect with the feelings of if I was about to walk over a bridge and so like you know tight chest it'll be different for everybody but I was connecting with those feelings and then in hypnosis you're asked to connect with those feelings again and then we direct your mind to the first time this happened and so we find out the root cause of that fear of heights and mine was younger walking across like a a wooden rope bridge and someone's bouncing on it and I'm feeling like I'm going to fall off this rope bridge and so my fear was born of of heights and so then in hypnosis what I did was and um, overcame that horrible emotion of feeling scared by having fun and I was asked to bounce across the bridge and run back and forth and to do loads of fun things to rewire my memory of that scary event make it fun make it less scary and so I was I was like superhero woman jumping and <laughs> bouncing over this bridge going wee this is Great! I'm having such a good time, and um, amongst you know other things, but that was the main thing. You you've got to get rid of the the high emotion associated with that memory, and and yeah, worked worked to treat.
1: So the next time you cross a bridge, we you like, oh, this is fine. Or was it in your mind like I should be scared of this, but I'm not? How did yeah, that Yeah, a,
2: a little bit of a little bit of conscious interference, a bit going like. You're about to walk over a bridge. Are you? Are you not going to start panicking? And I was like, No, I think I'm fine. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to throw myself over it. I'm not. <laughs> <that.
1: laughs> yeah, let not do that.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> we didn't want to remove the fear entirely, so that I'm abseiling off bridges and things. But yeah, just walked across it normally
1: i had the impression that fears could be genetic is it not genetic that's just it's from a trauma event or
0: when you say genetic it's a learned behavior okay so like yeah it could be trauma like rachel said she was obviously a young child and she was traumatized by what happened on the bridge mm-hmm. but little did she know that was happening or that she was traumatized Yeah, by I didn't that.
2: remember that memory
1: until- I was going to ask you that. Yeah, so you had no idea that happened and that hypnosis pushed you back there. That's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can, you don't need to be afraid of that either because we, when we go back to that seed, we can desensitize you by um, removing you from the situation so you're watching yourself. Yeah, it was like a movie. So you disassociated, like- so you're, your feelings aren't current.
2: You're not in your own body, so you're not kind of going like, ah. It's happening again, you watch it as if it's like a movie of the past, and then wow. you can fix it and you can manipulate it and you can change it. And for whatever reason, the fact that I no longer associated that walking over the bridge with the fear, I found it funny because I was having a great old time bouncing across it. Then come back into the normal time, the present time, that that fight or flight response isn't activated when I say bridge. I don't get me adrenaline pumping around. I'm, I'm like, oh, it's funny.
0: It's the same way as like, you know, pho- when people come in for the phobia, any phobia, heights, spiders, if they come in and they describe that event, we can take them back and get them to replay the memory over and over again until they're completely bored of the memory and completely takes out that emotion. Um, and the then response. we give them a new future memory, which is fantastic and they love it. And then we'll go back and delete the old memory.
1: I feel like have you ever seen the movie inception? I feel like yeah. we're dealing with inception here and this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um so what are like the variety you've mentioned a few of them what are even more of the variety of ways that you've helped people maybe some that you just had phobias is there any other situation
0: yeah, I've had confidence building eating um so mindful eating is massive so for me it would have been that like I was under eaten So it was to like, build me confidence up so that I ate p- properly and lived a healthier lifestyle. Um, and then obviously we've got a couple of programs that we use that helps with anxiety, overthinking. Um, We help with smoking. What about your
2: regression one? So Esther did a regression technique where she went back and revisited memories again. Um, and. We call it harvesting. So she was taking from each of our memories some really good emotions. So she went back
0: to a childhood. I went back to Christmas Day. Uh, I was a four-year-old little girl. I was in my mom and dad's living room to the point where... You knew everything around you, even the smell of me, ma'am, wow. with our dressing gown on and everything. And my little sister was only a baby and she was crawling on us, and I was hysterically laughing like a four-year-old would. And I could, I was speaking like a four-year-old as well, wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> and then I came out of that memory, went into a couple of other memories, and what I learned was my subconscious mind told me that I was lacking that fun and laughter because all I'd done has been working and working and working and I needed the fun and the laughter in it so that's what a lot of people get from hypnosis is your subconscious will give you what it needs because it's super protective over you it's not going to do anything to harm you it's going to give you the best and if you if it doesn't believe something and it doesn't want it it's not going to accept it so what it what my subconscious needed was fun and laughter
1: this is crazy. I've done quite a few podcasts now and very rarely am I in the middle of it thinking like, I want to do this. I really want to do this. Yeah, I'm sure. not kidding. I actually really, this is who want, who does not want to go back to Christmas day when they're four years old. That's like the greatest uh-huh. day of their life.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I was going to save this question for kind of later, but so when someone's looking for a hypnotherapist, a la, like myself, what should we be looking for you know to make sure we're picking somebody who is like genuinely a good hypnotherapist
2: you've got to connect with your therapist so with, with like good rapport so like you say just have a little look around you liked our instagram instant rapport there and connection so we would work well together because
0: have a little chat with them as well yeah
2: you can have initial consultations where you chat with them and if it just doesn't feel right for whatever reason but there's a law of the universe, the vibrations, you're attracted to like-minded people and you everything happens for a reason. so if you send the message, it's generally because there's a connection there, isn't there in
0: Yeah. And of course you can go on feedback. And feedback yeah and from other people but
2: right. not to worry too much because hypnosis is all self hypnosis you we're just guiding you we're just using words to say how about you think about this or go down this road or you're doing it all in your own mind so you, you, you're you hypnotizing yourself you, it's natural there's no sort of um unnatural taking of drugs or anything like that it's it's so it's it's really safe and the only thing that would happen is you'd come out of it and you didn't like the experience and that would be because um you weren't connected with the therapist and yeah. then you just tried again with a different
0: kind I of think worst case scenario you just had a nice relaxing time we call it a mind massage you go away feeling good and happy a good relaxed, night sleep content yeah you have a good night's sleep every day
1: so is like a zoom call as effective as in person or would you prefer in person to be a little more effective
0: we we'll do both and we've got 50 50 per- on our clients 50 mm-hmm. percent are doing zoom on the. And- yeah they
2: like la- the, the zoom clients like the fact that they're in their own home yeah. in their own bed okay and they don't have to sort of get ready and go anywhere and afterwards they can generally go to sleep in their own house and have a rest after um, but also, there's the people that come into the clients because their kids are at home, their dogs are barking, they don't have like a restful space. And mm-hmm. um, so, but no, the therapy works equally exactly the same, yeah, which is one good thing of lockdown that we've you know, Zoom's opened up for us to work with people all over the country, and that's like really exciting for us. We've got
1: that's great. Anywhere. Yeah, because like I said, I've seen your Instagram page quite a few times now, and I've seen like your studio and your setup and all that. So obviously you are very set up for clients to come in, whereas somebody's house might not be set up. So if I were to call you on Zoom, what would you tell me to do for like the room I'm in or how would I dress or is there any suggestions that you would tell me?
0: We send the email beforehand just to see what I expect. And also just to make sure you're comfortable, wear your pajamas if you like where obviously just make sure you wear yeah, the clothes bed. like most and people then, are on the sofa or in bed go or... on bed yeah get yourself comfortable make sure you've got a blanket over here because you tend to get cold in hypnosis because you're resting for that long obviously your body temperature drops and um, good blood pressure drops and um, make sure you're not disturbed by anyone else so whether it be people that live with you or any animals or pets make sure they're not in the room
2: we had one client the dog just kept <laughs> jumping on them in the session it was hilarious we we're like yeah we're gonna Put that on the disclaimer. Yeah. Out of the Lesson learned.
1: That would be me. Like
2: little...
1: That would be yeah. me. I got two young ones. Another one, if she's in the crate too long, she'll start crying. I'm like, oh, that will wake me up immediately.
2: You'll have to fill that crate with loads of treats. And I then... know, right? <laughs> she goes through them way too fast.
1: Um, real quick, back to my fear of heights. This is, I'm just curious. If I were to come to you tomorrow, could you say, listen, by the weekend, like, your fear of heights is gone or is it like a little bit more time than that
2: it it will completely depend we we could do it in one session and that's the hope isn't it that we you know cure someone of their phobia straight away um but it will all just depend because your fear of heights could be mine was because of an opportunity where I was up high and I got scared but actually your fear of heights might come from something completely different like uh, something that happened to you for instance one of my spider phobias she wasn't actually afraid of spiders it was uh, like when we went back she was in primary school reading a book out in front of um, the children in the class and so it was completely unrelated so to figure that out and to work through the actual issue could take cool. more than one session but, but it's then not many people
0: i have one like rachel um, like i had a public speaking phobia the other week and she had one session and was fine but, perfect went on to do our massive public speaking on the facebook and stuff so she was fine yeah
2: but we like to heal you as a whole yeah and, and it's not just you know one session fixed off you go into the world hmm. we like to make sure our clients have you know
0: fixed all of their things and so that's about three options. And four given sessions. tools as well to take with them. Mm-hmm. Like, so we we, keep, we teach you, we can teach you self hypnosis, we'll give you audios, we can go through EFT, we can do NLP, and we can teach you all of these methods. And also using post hypnotic suggestions for anchors when you're in hypnosis is so deep and so powerful. And we use that quite a lot with sports performance. So I have quite a lot of golfers that want to up their game obviously golf's a mind game you've got to be Mm. patient so um quite a lot of visualization techniques and also a lot of anchoring to positive confidence situations so they get that rush and when they're on the golf course and they can feel focused just like in hypnosis
1: this is so awesome (laughs) the reason i brought up the whole like genetics thing i wondered that because my mom has a severe fear of heights and obviously like i said i have a it's not severe but i do have a fear of heights um, is it possible to learn a fear just by kind of being around somebody who has a fear? You're both shaking Yeah,
0: your head you're in the hypnosis until the age of seven. So, you'll so have seen you're learning her. that all the time.
2: You'll have seen her as a child, like freak out as you're up high and you will be affected by that and be like, it's a scary
0: time. It's created that emotional charge we're talking about straight away mm-hmm. to that moment of your mom mm-hmm. reacting to the heights. You Jeez. then get sick.
1: Thanks, mom.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, we basically mess our children's lives up. <laughs> so you
1: just, go you fix know, it.
2: This- oh, honestly, Well, no, we're mothers ourselves. Yeah. So we're learning hypnotherapy and we're going, oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Shouldn't have done
0: that. We've totally ruined
2: our children's <laughs> lives. So thanks. Yeah, thanks, hypnotherapy, for pointing that out to us. <laughs> so, yeah. So
1: kids are really like a sponge then. They really take in the good and the bad, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I'm having an understanding of where my fear came from then. That that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Don't fear.
2: Me. Get rid of
1: it though. <laughs> I, like I said, I that would improve my my life, my lifestyle. I like to take adventures and a lot of trips with a lot of hiking and stuff. And I enjoy 95% of it until I get to about the summit and then I start freaking out a little bit. Yeah. So uh, getting, a getting over the fear of heights would actually my girlfriend would be super happy about that for our next trip. So <laughs> might be something I look into. Um, Definitely. I'm actually, I'm kind of curious now because there's two ways I want to go with this one question is like, I feel like you almost have the ability to create almost like, for lack of a better term, a superhuman. Um, if you're going to go in there and fix people and all their weaknesses and make them strengths, like that's, incredible do you feel like that is like something you can do is just kind of like pick off these weaknesses like one by one or how's that work
0: yeah that's the power of hypnotherapy isn't it like yeah that's what we're trying to enlighten people like these are amazing tools and techniques that you can all do and it's pretty simple to do it as well come and learn it and then go off and put it into context with different things in your life yeah,
2: yeah, it, it's definitely the case. We we feel everybody needs this in their life, and everybody should. It should be so well known that how helpful this is, and that's like our mission. We want to normalize this treatment and make it accessible and show that it can just help even you know the most anxious person, but even just somebody who feels they've got it all together, they could do with an hour long mind massage of feeling good from it as well and goal setting
0: yeah like we've got got a client on friday haven't i and he's he just wants to do he's, he's a really good golfer he's really good in terms of his life he's got everything he wants in life he's pretty happy he's not anxious or anything like that but he wants to relax because he's busy So he just wants that moment of focus, which I've spoken to him about, and also to enhance his golf, just make sure he's on top form to beat my husband and do a good job.
1: That's so awesome. And so I have to ask, like, with being able to play with a mind like this, is hypnotherapy somewhat dangerous? Can it go wrong? Do you know people who, not specifically, but do you know of people who maybe use this uh, in a negative way? Oh, good question.
0: I don't think it can go wrong if you're trained correctly and you also know not to say, like we do, we'll make sure we don't be very negative in hypnosis. We want to make sure you leave feeling happy and positive and that's our mission. So we would stay away from that to an extent. But it's also like your subconscious is protective, like I've said, so it's not going to do anything to harm you. Mm. So in the, in a sense, hypnotherapy is extremely safe i would say one of the most safest therapies you can have you know if we
2: said something that was didn't sit well with you your subconscious just goes not accepting that um and that's the thing that we battle with all the time because we want to stop someone smoking and if we're going to say to them you know you need to stop smoking we have to say it in a really good way so that their mind accepts it but if we in a really bad way their mind goes nah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it so they don't stop smoking mm-hmm. um so that's the point of being a good therapist and, and like you say there could be a therapist that says things in all the wrong way and therefore nothing dangerous will happen it would just be you your
0: might leave feeling a bit rubbish
2: yeah your outcome isn't achieved you haven't yet yeah. smoking it it didn't work for you oh, um, and that's that rapport thing again of you need to trust your therapist you need to like them and you need to work with them so you can have there's a few little reactions that you can have like dizziness and um, well well like crying and getting upset but at the end of the day if you get a little bit upset or through a session it's more empowering to work through it and afterwards come out and and to have like let the emotion out and to deal with it so it can be upsetting but but that's part of therapy isn't it and you know we don't have to relive any traumas like a talking therapy might want you to talk about the incident we can bypass all of that and we can still get you to heal from the incident without having to do you remember when we said you know you can go and watch it like a movie mm-hmm. so you're not sort of sitting feeling it as bad and um, and the dizziness is just your um your conscious mind having a bit of resistance it's I feel like it's like a bit of a tussle between I don't I want to change but I don't want to change and so dizziness might happen but I know that is a sign that there's something needs to change and as a good therapist, I'll work around it and make sure that we'll find out why they're resisting and that kind of thing. So- and you're
0: trained to deal with these things. Yeah. Okay. Train to deal with like the, what we call ab reaction. So if they say, you know, they're in hypnosis and we can speak completely freely. We've had giggles, we've had cries, we've had everything. And they, they'll they say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really dizzy. This is strange. And we can guide them through it. And a lot of it is just about releasing something. But they actually sometimes don't even know what they're released. They just come out of it and they're like hey, well the dizziness stopped so i don't know what that was about but it stopped and it won't happen again and they come back in again and they didn't they're not dizzy and everything's fine the next session or it could just be fine in that session it might just be like a couple of minutes and then it just disappears as long as you know how to guide them through that
1: it's fine this is, yeah, this is mind blowing. No pun intended.
0: Yeah. I was, I was just wondering about like the
1: danger thing. Like I can see like somebody being a little nervous as well almost like kind of getting in there and playing with their mind a little bit. Um, I mm-hmm. imagine, if I imagine maybe some people could use that for a negative, but it kind of seems like from what you just said, like your subconscious, will almost kind of spit that out. Like this isn't positive for me uh, doing this. So do you guys work with like couples dating and relationships often?
2: we haven't yet but it's on the horizon we've been doing a lot of reading on it and you can get to know your personalities your inner personality so you know your work personality your sociable personality your relationship personality Um, and that kind of therapy if you get to know yourself better you can become more aware of your partner's personalities as well and it's a bit like you know when you have an argument and you're trying to get something across you're in a like a heated Mm -hmm. personality and your partner's probably in a defensive personality and so if you get to know what makes up yourself more and what makes up them more you can communicate better with each other so there is a really great like root for relationship therapy and i'm intrigued by it but i think it happens naturally as well
0: doesn't <clears throat> it like a lot of our clients started off as female most of them yeah. and then a lot of them came back saying my partner wants to come in <laughs> or, and then i was like okay and then would have them in and then you could see relationships changing or like they'd speak to us about it and things have changed so i think when you're calmer you know yourself and you're in touch with that inner wisdom of yourself and then your partner goes and does the same mm-hmm. then the, then it is a much better connection between you
1: i i imagine i mean if you can hear fears and phobias and you know public speaking and all that stuff i don't see why you couldn't rewire some issues going on in a relationship as well especially issues that maybe just you know, shouldn't even be there or aren't even that big of a deal. Uh, I feel like I could be a marriage saver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it has saved marriages. Definitely. Well, it saved mine. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, like Andrew, my husband, he um, had hypnotherapy, not with me. This was a few years ago. This is the start of maybe the interest in it that we spoke about. And um, and it was through another hypnotherapist and he'd had quite a lot of um trauma that he had to deal with and release and um, he had addiction and he dealt with that with hypnotherapy and it, and it saved us. I wouldn't have been with him if it wasn't for that.
1: Wow. Well, okay. I wasn't expecting that answer. Wow.
0: <laughs> there you go. bombshell.
1: That's so <laughs> awesome. Okay. So not to dive deep into your details. I, I, we don't need to do that. It's your personal life, but um, so was he fixed decently quick or was that a longer process? Cause you said addiction, that's hard to break.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely dealt with that pretty quick, didn't he? Yeah, It was the, I wouldn't say like the the doctors hadn't labeled him mm-hmm. as an addict, but he was going along that route, not to drugs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He was, he was um, along that unstable route and he had to get fixed there and then, otherwise he was going to become an addict. So um, he, he went to hypnotherapy first he dealt with a lot of the, re- the releasing of the fear, the limiting beliefs he had of himself, which all stemmed from childhood trauma. And then like he, he's just grew as a person. And then from then on, he's been really mindful of the addiction that he had and like very wary of like social circumstances. And, and he's a much better person yeah, and, as well. Changed. He's so much more supportive. He's calmer. And like, I'm sure eventually he will come around to share any story. And I've shared a little bit on Instagram about him, which he gave me permission to do. Mm. So he's fine with me speaking about this to an extent, but there was a lot to it. So I think um, he would like to probably share his story.
1: That's amazing. That's quite the testimonial right there. And, you know, there's something about having a therapist who literally had to deal with the same problem that, you know, their clients are coming in for that's wow. Okay. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I think that's why we, we've like, we talk about the law of attraction and we talk about the people that come into us. A lot of them who come to us, we go, yeah, we've done that. Yeah. We felt that. Yeah. We, we've done that one as well. (laughs) And it it tends to happen, doesn't it? Like Rachel gets a lot of people with the, the heights and I get a lot of people in terms of like the relationships and stuff.
1: Wow. That's amazing. So one thing that just came to mind is like OCD. Have you seen anybody with OCD?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Again, it's just a learned behavior. I mean, I've been reading about OCDs and how, for for an example, somebody's developed, you know, light switch and needs to put the light switch on and off, on and off, on and off. And it could stem from something like As a child, their parents are arguing terribly in the room and the child needs to shift their focus from what's going on with their parents to something else. And so patterns of behaviours develop. So them switching the light switch on and off, on and off, on and off, distracted them. They weren't in their bodies for a minute. They were dealing with something repetitive and therefore they weren't aware of their parents arguing or cleaning you know obsessive cleaning if you get stuck into the cleaning of things again you're distracting your mind from whatever it is that you don't want to think about Um, and therefore that's a behavior that you learn but obviously when it becomes obsessive and your mind keeps going oh you've got a job interview tomorrow clean that'll make you feel better it doesn't serve you in life anymore and it becomes a limiting behavior when it was once you know it originated to help you Mm -hmm. um and so it's a case of getting in there and going to your mind you want to be distracted from your feelings this is a better way of doing it you don't need to completely obsessively clean or Mm -hmm. and and obviously again that's a personal therapy and it'll be different for everybody but the reason for the obsessive compulsive is what we deal with and yeah ocds um it's all just patterns of behavior that you learn to protect yourself in some way in a case of going back to the original source, getting rid of that heightened emotion that caused it, and then devising a new way of behaving that suits you better.
1: That would be a game changer For anybody who has OCD or knows anybody with OCD, I can't imagine you'd want to live life with an OCD for the at least for the most part. Um, finding hypnotherapy to alleviate that would (laughs) that's uh, who wouldn't want to do that. That's
2: (laughs) exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I know we're wrapping up here and one of the things I wanted to accomplish in this podcast was, you know, shining a a light on what hypnotherapy is and giving, you know, people a, a different path for mental health. And I can't think of you doing a better job than what you've done. This is, like I like I said, halfway through this podcast, like I kind of want to do it now. <laughs> like no,
2: this... should, good. should we do a we'll we'll work with you, Ryan, and you can feed back and see what your experience of it is. Okay.
1: I mean, that... Yeah. I mean, Let's sure. If, if I'm walking on cliffs in a month or so, then everybody will have everybody will know. I'll take an Instagram live and be like, guys, look it, I'm on a cliff and I'm all good and I'll tag you on it. Yeah. But honestly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm game. If you're game, I'm game. Cause one of the reasons I I named this uh, podcast, the pursuit of happiness is things I can do along this pursuit, this life to literally intake and do myself and learn from you guys. So I have a future podcast coming out in a week or two. I don't want to get too deep into it because I haven't done it yet, but it's going to be purely about juicing. And so I'm literally going to be juicing and then doing a follow up after that to talk about how I feel, the whole process behind it, and all that stuff. So I'm doing these episodes literally to apply them to my life and see how I feel with yeah. it and report back. So let's if, do it. If That's alleviate that. And by the way, I know we're wrapping up here. I also, I hate admitting this, I also bite my nails too. Um, yeah. I imagine you guys get nail biters. Uh, yeah what what is there say that again
2: Esther's husband
1: oh really is there (laughs) a common cause what's the common cause for that what is it anxiety
0: overthinking nervousness it's a distraction isn't it and
2: then whatever you are feeling anxious about if you bite your nails you're distracting your mind from thinking about those things and there's Oral satisfaction. I mean, we, you can read up about that, but obviously like babies and 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 using their mouth as a sensory organ. So you're stimulating the release of hormones and all sorts of things to make yourself feel better. Um.
0: So but the- yeah, my husband had two sessions and now he doesn't bite his nails.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. And so that goes for biting and picking the same thing or whatever, that's yeah. all the same, same difference. Yeah.
0: And we're getting a lot of people um at the moment with long-term COVID. So they're coming in with symptoms such as like they can't smell properly mm. or the' smelling phantom smells. um uh, so we deal with a lot of that and we deal with misophonia as well. Um, What's that? I don't know if that's um, where you're heightened it's uh, like for noises. Oh. so really sensitive like to is like chewing, coughing, it could be um anything like anything that you feel anxious about because of the noise. Mm. um so we deal with quite a lot of that as well.
1: Here's a random question because you just said that, um, have you ever, and can you ever work with anybody with like autism who are kind of nervous or, you know, with the loud noises and stuff like that? Is that even a possibility?
2: Yeah. Yes. And no, you need to be able to concentrate your attention and mm-hmm. um, or be susceptible to stories and, and we can hypnotize children, and it's not in the same way we would hypnotize an adult so again it would just be adapting the techniques to you know communicate with them in the best possible way and obviously autism is the biggest spectrum ever so to say yes to everything it would be difficult to define but it would just be a way of finding how to communicate with the subconscious mind with that person and and yeah as long as we can achieve I that it
0: would need to be a lot of chats there.
2: chats and storytelling I mean all stories have metaphors in them and if you read them enough you know you you learn from those like children's stories and things like that that's the same it's like a hidden hidden metaphor and yeah if we can get communication going uh, yeah I don't say why not
1: that'd be yeah, that'd be wonderful. and something that just kind of popped into my head is earlier in the podcast you mentioned you can go back and rewire and you just brought up children. can you pre-wire someone's <laughs> mind to believe something before it happens?
0: yeah, definitely mm-hmm. definitely children are the best They're susceptible, aren't they? yeah, like they we work with our children
1: <laughs> I'm like I'm literally at like a loss of words that's I never thought about pre-wiring somebody before a traumatic event may or may not happen that's yeah what so if you don't mind like tell like what's like a a normal session like with your child or just a child what do you guys normally
0: storytelling like rage says a lot of the time we don't do the same techniques because children can't sit still so like with my daughter my eldest daughter she's seven and it's a lot of audios she likes to listen to but it's storytelling audios so we talk about you know uh, the hidden metaphor in the story Okay. and
2: also um journaling and doing things techniques like that to be more mindful and then using like meditative techniques and learn you know, helping them to focus a lot at the minute, you know, all the technology and being obsessed with iPads and things like that. If you can help them to be in the moment and go out for a walk and actually focus on stuff as they're on the walk, like the leaves on the trees and all that kind of meditation, mindfulness, all of that is really good work for pre, what did you call it? pre Pre-wire, Yeah. Yeah, you've started a revolution there. Um, <laughs> that but it's it's storytelling, and it, it there's metaphors can be used in hypnosis as well for adults. And I love this technique of just putting somebody in a garden, or just putting them in a chair, a thinking chair, and allowing your subconscious to bring to you images, bring to you scenarios, and the client learns from their own metaphor. So our teacher used the example there was a, a lady and she put her in a scenario and said you know what's going on and the woman was like oh it's just a black room I can't see and the therapy our teacher was going I don't think this is working like in her head she was thinking oh, god this isn't working she can't see anything so she gave her a torch and said put the torch on what can you see what can you see and the woman was going nothing I can't see anything and she thought oh Well, this is the first time, it's never worked. So she brought her out and she said, okay, what was going on then? The the woman said, it's amazing. I've realized I don't see things for what they are in life. And she realized in her scenario of a black room that she's got this head on where she's not seeing reality. She's not connecting and she's not seeing things for what they really are and so it had worked. And it was amazing for her and she discovered something about
1: herself. Wow. Okay. This is,
0: <laughs> this is something
1: else. Um, so one, one of my final questions is almost like we're going to end the session right here, the therapy session right here. How do you wake someone up from hypnosis? <laughs> Cause you see the snap of the fingers on the movies and TV shows. What's the process in waking someone up?
2: counting yeah we count them out so we'll we'll say it's time to wake you and then we'll count them out and we'll be like 10 the heavy we'll
0: make sure it's slow slowly and because you know you've been so relaxed yeah it's like you know when you get like i've talked about the massage it's the same feeling isn't it where you're a bit drowsy and a bit like whoa and then so taking them out as slow as possible and then and you bring, the, you could bring them.
2: So if you took them on a journey down a lazy river, you could bring them back up the river
0: and.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so when you, when you say goodbye to them, um do they have like a homework assignment when they go home or are they just good to go?
0: No, sometimes. Yeah. Well, a lot of the time. Yeah. We'll give them homework. So it'll be like mindfulness. We'll give them journaling prompts, tasks, um, whether it's. Somebody, Affirmations. Yeah. Affirmations. We've done quite oh. a lot of that. haven't we? Yeah. And then EFT, tapping we do quite a lot of that um for like going forward to help them reduce like their anxiety um and obviously if they've learned self-hypnosis just making sure they're aware of practicing that Mm. um we could record videos and things for them as well um yeah loads quite a lot of
1: things that we can do afterwards hypno
0: homework definitely (laughs)
1: hypno homework nice it's way better than like high school homework. Yeah, <laughs> It's so much cooler. Well, listen, I've kept you too. I know over your time, you guys are super, super busy. So please, please pub yourself. Where can people find you on social media, online? I mean, you've yeah. already kind of proven yourselves to be like masters at this craft, which is awesome. So I want people to be able to come to you and find you.
0: Oh, thank you, Ryan. It was a pleasure coming You're on. Welcome. And then um, we, we, on Instagram, hypnotherapy relaxation clinic. We're on Facebook, hypnotherapy relaxation clinic. We're on LinkedIn, same name. <laughs> uh, we've got a website www.hypnotherapyandrelaxationclinic and Relaxation Clinic. Um, and email. You, you email as well, info at hypnotherapy and um, we've got two programs out at the moment, which is um Time to Thrive, which is massive program, jam-packed full of loads of freebies to take away with you, so that you can, we're not just giving you the tech how to cope with anxiety you've got techniques to cope going forward um and we've got a balance your mind nourish your body program which is all about healthy lifestyle so we don't talk about losing weight because the subconscious goes and looks for it and mm. um, we talk about living a healthier lifestyle and maintaining that um and changing your mindset to be more positive building your confidence um and yeah we've got a lot we've got a lot of going on at the moment you can have a look at the website and details are all on there
1: that's awesome. And I'll put all the links of everything you just mentioned in the show notes so people can just listen to, to the pot. Yeah. And they just click right on and right. find you guys and your information and the website and all that. So. And um, to be
2: continued because we're going to work with you and. I'm in,
1: I'm in, I'm in, I'm yeah. so in. I would, I, like I said, I, I'll be your guinea pig and I'll be a testament. If my fear of heights is gone, that's good. That's a game changer right there. I'd love for that to to happen. So I'm in, just let me know.
0: Cool.
1: But honestly, thank you. Honestly, thank you. Thank you so much for one, taking the time to explaining what hypnotherapy is and three, helping people with their mental health. Um, we all need it. We all need a little help mental health work. And especially during the time of COVID and the pandemic and you guys being in a, a true lockdown, I imagine there's people gonna be knocking on your door literally for uh, yeah. for some help. So it's yeah. really cool to show how hypnotherapy can really be super helpful to so many people. So, um, thank you, thank you so much for for joining me today. Thank,
2: thank you, thank you.
1: I'll talk to you soon. Let's do this.
2: Bye bye. Thanks.
1: bye. 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 again i'd like to give a thank you to rachel and esther for joining me on this episode how cool are they and how awesome are those accents who wouldn't want two cool hypnotherapists like that so as i said i will be working with them soon in the future just wanted to remind you to please subscribe to my podcast leave a review if you liked this episode or any other episode and there will be more amazing episodes with great guests to come So thank you for taking the time to listen to this and I will catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness.